Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Magically Cruising, the cruise podcast where we share our personal cruise tips and reviews to help you make the most out of your next sailing. My name's Kira, and I'm an independent travel agent specializing in all things cruise, Disney and North America, and I'm joined by my fellow co-host. Hi, I'm Sarah, and I cruise over at Cruising for All, Cruising for Kids, offering cruise tips and advice and mini travellers where we talk about family travel. Amazing, brilliant. And this week, Sarah, it's a topic you've picked and it's somewhere you've been and you've just been giving me a bit of a background because it's somewhere I've never been to. So do you want to introduce this week's topic for everyone who's listening? Yes, so today we're talking about Porta Plata in Dominican Republic and specifically the, I really struggle saying this, I, w- I always want to say Tiano <laughs> Bay, but I think it's Tayo Bay. So, sorry, if um, somebody somewhere will be able to say it right, but for some reason, I just cannot. Um, but it's the resort-style gated area, which Dominican Republic have created for uh, the premium cruise lines. So, um, it's NCL, right. Royal Caribbean, Celebrity. Who else am I missing? I'm missing some. Oh, and Virgin. Uh, so, I think they're the main cruise lines that, dock there and i think it's my favorite caribbean cruise port that i've ever been to really and the reason i thought it was important to talk about it is because in our in the cruise group and in other cruise groups on facebook all the time you see people saying i'm stopping the dominican republic should i get off and i think dominican republic has a certain reputation and actually that isn't true anymore so i think it's just a really interesting topic okay well can you explain a little bit how it works then? Because I'm guessing this is very similar to some of these new resorts that are across cropping up Canada on the Caribbean and the Bahamas as well, whereby the cruise lines or the local government are investing in kind of more cruise havens, I guess. So for those people who maybe don't feel safe to go off and self-explore or they don't want to do the excursions, they're creating little mini resorts. I know from my time when I went to Jamaica, there's like a section of the Jamaican port now that you go to that is gated, basically. And it's only the cruise ships can go in there and they've got shopping and they've got kind of bars and things like that for you to go to. And then obviously you can go off and explore further. Is it similar to that, basically? Is it like a little gated area that you can go to? Yeah, it is a gated area, but it's huge. Um so they've created, it's just a massive resort. So you, you get off of the ship and it's you've got your long pier. And even down to the, it's the little things. So they've got, um, what it's done for local economy is amazing. So I've been, we've done a lot of research on this because we just wrote a press piece on it. And I think the Dominican Republic has completely repolished and reinvented itself. So I think their, their bookings, I mean, I'll find the statistics, but I think they've beat Mexico this year in, really? in, in flight bookings so far already because they've just completely changed the way that people see them and uh, the government have done a lot to make people feel welcome and feel safe. So, yes, this is a gated community. It's all, obviously, locals that are employed and you get off and you, you've you even got tuk-tuks to take you up to the the area. You come into a no. big um, area where you're welcome and then you go through and you've got shops, you've got, you've got bars, restaurants, uh, you've got areas which are like conservation areas with uh, monkeys, with cool. birds, and you know they, they looked after. It's all you know they're they're all there being conserved. They're not like I mean you can visit the monkeys, but they're they're not like trained pets yes. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's very it's very much about the monkey, the animal welfare, and then you've got a huge. I mean, if you if you're watching on YouTube, you can see behind me. It is a huge pool now. If you're on a cruise ship and you get off and see that, it's like, whoa, because you can get around it. There's loads of seating around it. You know, if you're on pools, I love pools, but not crowded pools. Um, There's a swim up pool bar, so you can register for that. They've just finished a new phase where they've got a lazy river. Really? I love a lazy river. Yeah. It's honestly, it's it's, it's like going to a 
super swanky, all-inclusive resort. Yeah. There's even a beach uh, with some beds and obviously you pay for your drinks, you pay for your food. But other than that, and you know, shopping, this is free. You don't have to really? pay for it. So how does it work yeah, though? Is it a incredible. case of like, do you get a ticket from the cruise line? So the cruise lines are prepaying for you to go there or is it just a local amenity and you just literally, it's a, a resort area that you can go to and enjoy? Well, it's just there. When you get off, you get on your tuk-tuk and it's gated. So no, you can get out, obviously, but the locals are fine. I'll go on to that after. They're lovely. Yeah. But, but it's for cruise passengers only, so nobody else can visit. So right. it's actually in the pole. That is, this is the pole. Um, and you go off and you're in and you can stay there or you can go out and explore a bit, which we'll talk about after. So, yeah, it's, I mean, look, at you've got you've got day beds, you've got cabanas, some beds around the pole. I mean, when we got off, you know, there were kiddies running in the pole. There was only one cruise ship in. So it was just fabulous. It was, I, well, I've booked another cruise based on going back really? there because I love, it was, I think you get in that pool time that you don't get on the ship. Who did you sail there with? Sorry, we haven't talked about that. Not that we're going to dwell on that because that's not what this episode's yeah. about, but who did you mm. get to the island with? So that we were on NCL Encore. It's okay, so it was your so NCL. That, but as I say, Royal Caribbean, Celebrity and Virgin also sell there too. I mean, there may be others, but, I don't, but celebrity brands go to a different pulp, which they privately own. Right. So, no, it, it's phenomenal. And I think the great thing about it is that, that, that because the tourist region have worked so hard on this, I mean, when you come out the gates, don't get me wrong, you've got all the people pressuring you to get on taxis and stuff like that yeah. and give you tours, but every, everybody's got a badge. Everybody's employed by the government. or So we walked, you're sat in front of the Pink Street, so we we walked up to the Pink Street. I really wanted to see that, and there's an Umbrella Street and a Town Square. And it's, I don't know, if I say a seven-minute walk from Paul, and all right, everybody's going along the, the daily business. But when you get to these places, you've got guides there that are employed that, you know, you're not meant to tip, but, you know, these people are taking them. To, they're told they're not allowed to take a tip, um, but they're, they're employed to help tourists, to show you, to tell you about the history. Nice. So yeah. the whole place, I mean, our friends got off and went to a beach, but I really wanted to go here. Um, so it's all about exploring the area, learning about the history. So you've, you've got two halves, really, but it all felt equally safe. Nice. And I think that's the thing in it, because we did... I've not done much Caribbean cruising, and I did kind of fall out of love with it a little bit because I felt a little bit overwhelmed by the second you get off and you leave the kind of port area, as you mm. say, you are constantly bombarded with, buy this, buy this, do this, come to this bar, do that type of thing. And I'm very much one of those people that likes to kind of go off, get a lay of the land first, and then decide what I'm doing. I hate being bombarded yeah. the second I come off a cruise ship. And I felt like with the Caribbean yeah. ports I did, that's pretty much all it was. And it kind of tarnished my love of the Caribbean a little bit because it just felt like yeah. I was being dumped into an excursion dumping ground and being harassed basically for 20 minutes. Um, so it sounds like that this is a step towards kind of evolving that kind of cruise port experience so you're not kind of getting overwhelmed the second you land with people trying to make money off you basically. Yeah, and I think regions are, are starting to accept that now, aren't they? That there was, there's become that, um, I don't know what you call it, culture of, you know, you, you literally harassed. I mean, so the last time I went to Naples, this man selling postcards and he just did my head in. Yeah. He wouldn't leave us alone. Yeah. And you don't yeah. want it. You want it, no. and it. It actually puts you off getting off the ship and it Absolutely. could put you off cruising. Yeah. Um, so I think what, what the ports have done and what all this revitalization, revitalization, I can't even say it, has done is that between January and November 2023, Porto Plata welcomed 1.5 million passengers. Wow. 
on 416 ships. Now, 941,000 of those were on Amber Cove, and then the rest were Taino Bay. But it just shows that people are getting off the ship. They're coming into the ports because, yeah. they're, they're, because they're feeling welcome. They're feeling so, – so it's working. And what that is also doing in, in turn is – it's making people want to go back to the island and thinking, oh, it actually yeah. is quite friendly. And yeah, I think yeah, there yeah. is there is a report that says that footfalls increased. They've had a record-breaking year in Dominican Republic, and they reached 10 million visitors really? as of last December. Wow! So that's great, because, and they're increasing within like the Virgin Voyages community. There's a lot of hype about Beta Plata as well because obviously the ships have just started going there now, and people are saying like it's one of their mm. favorite ports, and they go on those itineraries. And a lot of people are purposely booking the itineraries that, that it goes to. And I've never done much research into it because Caribbean fly cruise has been tricky this last year because of the cost of flights to get to the Caribbean. Um, but yeah, I, I hear a lot of really positive things about it, and a lot of people have gone and really enjoyed it. And I never knew much about it just because. I don't get too involved in cruise ports really outside of the Mediterranean. Mm. So that's where, where the core of my business is. Um, but yeah, I, I hear lots of really positive things. I hear that there are some islands in the, in the Caribbean and the Bahamas, at least anyway, that are kind of improving this. And this is becoming a bit of a trend now to create these little gates of communities. Mm. There is a bit of a debate and you're, you do both type of thing of you love the same as me. I think go into those little areas where you are looked after, but equally you love going off and finding the authentic side of the culture as well. Do you think it's a bit of a mm. shame that we are that set for some crews, especially that that people are going basically from one curated resort to another on these different islands, and they're not getting the chance to explore out type of thing? I see it both ways. I see it as a good thing, but I just wondered if you think it is a good or a bad thing that we have this growing trend, at least anyway, of all these private little mini resorts. I think you've got the three sides of it, haven't you? So you've got the people that will always book a cruise tour. No, I don't. We rarely do cruise tours because I want to get off and explore. There's people yeah. that would be absolutely terrified to walk into a town and intimidated by the people that meet you at the gate. Yeah. And I think what's happening is these regions are appreciating that and thinking, you know what? We need the people off the ship to yeah. spend money. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. They get so because I've, because so I remember people going to the Dominican Republic and thinking because it was the cheapest Caribbean island to go yeah. to, and you just heard stuff, didn't you? That it weren't that great. Well, I think they've obviously addressed that and they've changed the way people see them. Uh, they've done a lot of work on the com the communities and uh. involved the locals into greeting people. And what that's done is it's it's a career for everybody, isn't it? If yeah. you're off spending money in pole, because before this, some people, your third group that don't want to go and walk off, they don't want to pay for the tour, they'd have stayed on the ship. Absolutely. So the Dominican yeah. Republic yeah. have said, get off the ship. We need to spend change money that. with us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've even got, I mean, they're, they're banned in England now, but they've even got those things where you put your feet in and a fish eat your feet. Really? <laughs> they've got one of those. They've got shops. They've got like a, yeah. is it Piranha Joe's shops? They've got amazing cocktail bars. I mean, we, we had a co couple of cocktails there. Everything you'd expect in a a good result is there. Really? But you're spending it in the port and not on the ship. And people weren't. And sometimes you see, I mean, we met somebody, in. I think it was Thomas, and a couple that they were on, I can't even remember, they were on another ship and they'd travelled with friends and they said they're just tight. So they've got back on the ship for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> they said like they don't spend money in port. So you're always going to get those people. But I think stuff like this, you know, we're sailing into these communities and we should be spending money in them. We shouldn't be just yeah. going in like a load of locusts, walking about <laughs> and spending nothing yeah. and disrupting people. You, you, 
you should always spend in port, shouldn't you? I, I mean, it's up to everybody's own choice, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I always do um, because, you know, this is people's homes that we're going to. So I think they've done a genius job of making us do that. And in, in the the knock-on of that, which was obviously their vision, is that it's just changed the people's attitude towards them. And you can see in the Facebook groups, like, and we'll share our link, although it's not what you think, and everyone will be like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I, I didn't realise it was like that because yeah. people – haven't heard not everybody's heard yet it's such a, a, a not a tough one but like i think it's so important that you have that choice of when you go to port and as you mm. say supporting that local community is so important and you know we underestimate just how important tourism is i know some people look at kind of cruise and they kind of go they're bringing this big ship of people and as you say they're descending on it and and um they just take 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 type of thing it's like but that is the transaction at the end of the day. these economies as well these local communities they do yeah. depend on tourism money there's nothing wrong with that. I think there are some people who kind of get really snooty and look at it, going like, oh, they're coming and they're just consuming our culture. It's like, yes, that is a transaction at the end day to be had there. As long as it's done in a holistic way that the locals benefit from as well, and yeah. you give something back to the people who are going there as a tourist, that is yeah. a fantastic thing at the end of the day. It's a cultural exchange, whether it is done in a curated, you know, complex or whether you're going off the beaten path, you're still consuming and exchanging culture. Um, and I think it's a great thing. And we can underestimate how much, you know, an impact it has on these communities these ships coming in and people going yeah. off onto port and spending money whether it's going off and doing private tours or supporting supporting a local bar restaurant or go into these complexes they're still providing income to those communities at the end of the day so i think i should say yeah. it's so important to like i love staying yeah. on the ship i think it's great when the ship's empty you get your time to yourself but we definitely try our best unless we're hungover to get mm. off the ship and just have a couple of hours finding somewhere, even if it's just, you know, finding some local tourist knick-knack or something, support local artisans. We just try our best to because that's what you're going for. You're going to touch that part of that culture, and I think it's so important to do that. And like I say, we spent a bit of time before, then we went out, then we come back and had a few cocktails. But when we went into town, and I've got some gorgeous photos of the town square. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, the, the, the Pink Street. So the Pink Street is, um, it, it was a lady, I can't remember her name now. Let me find her name because I think that's really important. Because um, she she pioneered tourism in the Dominican Republic. Really? That this, this street is all in her memory. Oh, that's nice. That's really nice. And this is the thing though as well that, you know, these these complexes are lovely, but that's the important thing is all about going out and finding these other small, you know, community pits as well, because you learn that authentic history as well. They're both both equally important. So I think you're right. You definitely need to do a little bit of both. The drivers all have to be, um, and all the tour guides have to be government registered. You've got a street called Umbrella Street, and that's, you know, like loads of places over there, but it's just beautiful. And it's got lots yeah. of angel wings you can go and stand in front of. But yeah, so Pink Street is Paso de Donna Blanca um, and it's two minute walk it's seven minute walks from the pole okay so it's quite close then yeah I, honestly it's you You put it on your Google Maps boom boom around the corner you're there and it's uh, to commemorate I'll have to read this Mrs. Bianca Franceschini and she was a pioneer in tourism in the early 17th century so she I think she was a single mother and she had a hotel um, I hope I'm getting this right because I did a bit of research on her so she was a mum of nine and ran a successful wow. hotel. I know. and um, But then we met a guide there as we were walking down. And as I say, government registered. Yeah. And he said, what do you want to do next? And he said, I, I, I'm, you know, there's, I'm not taking any money off you. I'm here to help you. No, and I show like you around. That. Yeah. So it was, you know, straight away he said, oh, this isn't a chargeable thing. This is like, this is my job. 
I'm a, yep. I'm a tour guide for the for the port. Um, and then he took us up to the colonial um, center, and yeah, he, he took us past some shops and stuff like that. Of course, he did. But mm-hmm. then they want you to spend money locally, and we bought yeah. a few. Bit, I think we bought some cocoa or something. Um, but then we looked around, um, and he took us to San Felipe, Felipe Cathedral and told us all about that and about the, the relics. And so, and we could have paid quite a bit of money to do that port, yeah. that tour yeah. of the ship. Yeah. Um, and we, when we tried to tip him at the end, he said, "I'm not allowed to take a tip." I think that's so nice, though, and I wish more ports offered that level of service. Yeah. Like, because there are so many thousands of people coming in, and we talked about this on the Santorini episode a little bit. When you're trying to you get into port, you're trying to navigate what there is to do, you don't know what you're missing out on unless you kind of pre-research or whatever. But I think yeah. it would be amazing to have impartial, and I think that's the key thing here. I know they're governments. The governments are obviously going to want to support the local community and this and the other, but... To have somebody who's impartial, they're not a local business owner, they're not a tour company, no. they're just pointing out, you're like, yeah, absolutely, if you want to do a tour and pay for it, these are the people we recommend. If you want to go off and find a cafe, mm. here's some great suggestions. I think more ports actually would benefit from supporting the local economy better mm. if they offered that service to people. Maybe that's something that yeah. other ports should be looking at Puerto Plata and kind of trying to replicate that that level of um, service, I guess, for cruise passengers. It's definitely working because people want to go back. And also, they are building, they've just opened a new cruise port. Just opened, I'm going to have to get this right, Cabo Rocco, I think it's called. So that's on further down on the island. And then they're going to have some Manor Bay as well. So they're building oh. two more purpose ports. So what they're realizing is actually, do you know what? We're doing a good job of this. People want to come, people like yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. And people are getting off the ship because if they weren't getting off the ship and spending money, they wouldn't be investing anymore, nope. would they? Now, I don't no. know whether cruise lines invest as well. I just, yeah, I think it's somewhere that everybody should go because it just felt like a real treat. I loved it. And I loved the people. They were all so, so friendly. It wasn't what I thought Dominican Republic would be like. No, not at all. It sounds amazing. This is a growing trend, though, as well, as you say, because there's a, there's a microcosm of multiple things that are affecting the growth of new ports in the Caribbean and the Bahamas as well. A big part of it is is international flights are going through the roof as well. So for those American people who are looking to get away, mm. the chance of going over and doing a European cruise is a lot harder now because flights are more expensive than ever. Equally mm. for us to come over as well to the Caribbean is, is yeah. more expensive. So there is this new resurgence now to find new ports to go to because obviously for a lot of Americans, they've been to a lot of these bread and butter ports and this, uh, how mm. can we keep people excited in going back to the Caribbean and the Bahamas? Then you've obviously got then the raise of like the Bohemian um, port fees and taxes as well. So cruise ships are looking to mm. go maybe a bit further out to kind of avoid paying that as well. So places like Nassau, done to death type of thing. So they want to kind of find somewhere new to go to. And it sounds like that's what this is benefiting from. It's benefiting from that increase in demand to people sailing for, into the Caribbean and want to explore mm. new ports. But then also kind of just trying to challenge and counter the whole people sitting in the Bahamas and going to the easy ports that have been done to death over and over again. So yeah. it sounds like the, the it sounds like the, the Dom Rep is primed to benefit from that. Absolutely. And when we booked our celebrity cruise for next year, for next February, Chris was like, Well, you know, once you've done one Caribbean cruise, you've ported done them on. I was like, Yeah, but we can go <laughs> to I can't say it, Taino Bay. Yeah. And sit by that pool, have cocktails, because there's loads of cocktail bars, so we can do, you know, just have a little beach day. And, it, you know, we've, we've done the exploring, and we might, I'd, I'd go to um, Pink Street again, because it's beautiful. Yeah. But it's just, a, it's a nice, friendly place to visit. So I just think that's, they've, they've, whatever, they've done a phenomenal job, and I just can't wait to go back. How long did you spend there then? All day. 
And then did you, what did you do? Did you just find like a sun lounger and just kind of set up a base and then obviously just do what you were doing in a normal kind of beach resort territory? We went to the hotel bar. (laughs) 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 Because Chris was, I think Chris isn't a sunbaver. It was boiling. It was boiling. Like I have a big floppy hat on. No, so we went, did all our explore. I got off, had a look around. um, I took videos of the pool and walked around, dipped my feet in. And then we went out into town. So we were in town for a couple of hours. Okay. And then came back and went to the cocktail bar and had a few cocktails. But next time, I think I'd maybe go and set myself up and go in the morning and have a bit of a swim and stuff. Because then how does it work? So once you're in there, then I'm guessing there's like day beds or sun beds so that you can kind of just, is there a fee for using those things or are they just kind of included in no. there and obviously you just pay for drinks and things? Yeah, all included. I don't know how it worked at the Sue Up Hall Bar because, I mean, the, there were people sat there. So whether you have to register your card for that or whether, I don't know how that works, or whether you just... I don't know, but but uh, when you got off the ship, um, they had some be- uh, their towels, so you took your towels off, checked them back in on on the way in. So, and it was all enclosed, so it was um, it was brilliant. Uh, but no, the beach, all the pool area, it was all free to use, and I think you could pay extra for the monkey things. Um, the birds were just dotted around. There was parrots ev- like dotted around everywhere. Um, in so they couldn't. They were like in aviaries, but it was all like spread out. Um, but there was one because I was trying to get a picture of it. Every time I took this picture, I just turned around. <laughs> I was like walking around. Come on, let me just look at me. It was like, wouldn't look at me. Um, but but there was people like um, staff looking after them and going in and checking, feeding them. And that, you know, was, but yeah, I mean, we went into this huge, um, it was like a breeze house. It was massive. And but there was all different ones. And you could go to like a quiet one and have cocktails. There was more like quiet music. Or there was like one over there that, that had. Read the pool that had pool music. There was a band on in one area. It was fab. Yeah, no, it sounds amazing. And then the pools, like, how does the pools work? Was it just one big? Is it? Do you know? I don't know if you know this, but is it fresh water and seawater? Is it kind of a, a natural beach style, or is it a pool pool? I don't know actually. I don't know what the water. I mean, I put my feet in it, but <laughs> that was. But I mean, there was a shallow end, so there yeah. was for, for children. Yeah. Um. So it was all like you know that beach style walking entry there was like bits that you could sit in that was shallow that, as i said there's a pool bar there was a little runway bit that kids were running along then you had the separate beach um and i'll tell you what they had when you went in actually that i've not even touched upon is a giant monkey a giant monkey is it like a statue now we're not talking like a real monkey that was just like <laughs> yeah no. yeah like king kong was there he lives there but that's what he was like it was like a giant <laughs> right let me just get a picture of so i couldn't explain him Honestly, I don't, right, I've even asked on LinkedIn. I've asked on LinkedIn if anybody knows who the artist is for this monkey because he's a stunner, and nobody knew. But as you walk into the pool, really, so you have to Google it now. You've got my interest. He's like, yeah. If you go on our blog post, I'll put it in this podcast as well. He's got like metal leg, and it's, it's like he's built out of junk or something, and recycled stuff. But he's giant. So when you get a picture of a ship, the monkey is massive and. It's, honestly, it's beautiful. It's obviously built by an artist. And if you've got to go and get that shot with the monkey and the ship in the background, it's just stunning. Okay, so what if you've got like little kids? That type of thing? So obviously we've talked quite a lot about traveling with babies and traveling with kids. So is this a port that would be safe or an area that's safe or kind of good to take little babies with, you know, like diaper train kids or young kids? Is there, is there much to do there for them? Absolutely. I mean, I don't know the rules for the pool, um, but there were lots of little children. So that because a lot of it, zero, well, I think nearly all of it, zero entry. So there was children running in and splashing. There okay. was parents sat in an area. So no, I think it's somewhere that would be safe to take children. I think that families would love it. Um, there was... There was lots of umbrellas with shade. So if you got off early, you'd get yourself a shaded area. 
I think it's yeah. no. I, I, there was a good mix. It wasn't full of kids, but it wasn't full of adults. It was great for everybody. And then the other one, then just because it's lunchtime as well, but food is there much food there? Like, is there options to get food, and was that chargeable? How do, how does that work? Yeah, I didn't get a picture of the price menus, which, as you know, is not is very rare for me. Um, but <laughs> I, don't, I can't remember it being expensive. But yeah, there was where we had cocktails at a full food menu, and you could get a snack. I think there was a burger area. There was an area where you could get jerk chicken. There nice. was yeah, you'd go for lunch. Definitely next time we are we are having lunch and getting off and. I mean, we were so hot because we'd spent quite a couple of hours walking around town that I just wanted to get get off and get back on the ship and get changed after my cocktails. Um, but definitely, um, there's plenty of places to eat. It's just it's a lovely chilled out yeah, environment. Yeah. It didn't feel over busy, stressful. It was just how the Caribbean should be. That sums it up in one. No, it sounds ideal, and it's like you say, I love the idea that you can still go off, get that local community vibe if you want to, but still have somewhere that still keeps you in that kind of cruise bubble, um, uh, where you kind of still have that lovely attention to service. Uh, you can still get drinks and relax and wine. That's kind of what you go into the Caribbean yeah. for, really. And you're going to the Caribbean to kind of relax and wine and indulge a little bit. Yeah. So I think it's great that you've got that, and the fact that then it's within short walk distance then as well to kind of local culture heritage. I think that's that's uh, perfect Caribbean port. So no, definitely it's somewhere. That's on my list now of places to get yep. to as soon as possible. And I know that I haven't messaged the beach much because I hate the beach, but <laughs> there is a beach. So, you know, if you want, if the kids want to go and play with their buckets and spades on the beach. But, you know, I mean, I used to, my kids had a half hour on the beach and we were on holiday every day. Like, that was it on time. Can't stand stand. Um, but, but yeah, there is a beach and the beach is overlooking the ship. And that was quiet. Everybody was around the pole. So there's that as well. But yeah, we've got a full blog post um, on with pictures of the pulp because I think sometimes you just want to see it for yourself. So I'll pop that um, into the podcast link. We also have our ship tour of Norwegian on Coral, which is the ship we sailed on. But next time we'll be doing it on Celebrity. So other ships do And the visit. ships are available, despite what we say all the time here. <laughs> the four, the yeah. four or five cruise lines we mentioned, there are other cruise lines available, just we're not going to talk about them. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We just talk about our favourites. <laughs> we do set up like we're going to be impartial and we're going to talk about all the cruise lines. Like, talk about the ones we just enjoy the most. Yeah. No, no, no. You are right. Like, there's loads of options out there. And I think it's great that there's, there's such a fantastic port. And I, I love the fact that the Caribbean is kind of still finding new ways to kind of innovate on what a Caribbean cruise can be. So I think it's a fantastic um, port to look at right. something. And definitely one I'm going to do a bit more research into as well. So I can recommend and probably sell a bit more of it now. I know a little bit more about it. So thank you for sharing. And as you've mentioned, it's, it's on your website. So definitely, um, if you want to let the, the guys in the place to find your websites uh-huh. and where to find kind of, I know you've shared some reels as well and TikToks of kind of your time as well in Prince of Plata. So where can the guys find that? Yeah, so cruisingkids.co.uk for the website. And then we've got cruising for all TikTok and on Instagram. You'll find us there. But um, yeah, we've got reels on with, uh, we've got you can see the tuk-tuks taking you to and from the ships um, there's a little tour around Paul you can see the monkey the beautiful monkey so now there's plenty that you can if you just want to have a look and see what it's really like and not just take my word for it <laughs> which sometimes you like to do don't you <laughs> you never sell me wrong yet Sarah never sell me wrong <laughs> <laughs> And then, obviously, guys, if you are ever interested in booking a Caribbean cruise, then I would definitely love to help you fly from the UK and get to the Caribbean. You can find me online anywhere under magical-traveler.com or all my social media under magical-t-r-v-l-r. I want to like, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye! Bye.